Welcome to the Writing to Get Business podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. Hi, this is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business, and I am so pleased today to be able to bring you the insights of Cindy Needham, who is joining us from a little bit north of Calgary in Canada. She is a person who has experienced a life event that was, as she describes it, like being in a speeding car that's out of control. From that experience, she developed some insights and some skills that she now shares with others. And she wrote a book that describes her journey. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Hi, Pat. Thank you for having me today. I would like you to tell our listener or our viewer, because our shows are broadcast on my YouTube channel, Pat Iyer, about the events that brought you to the point that you wrote your book? Wow, great question. Um, I've always been a spiritual person. And over the last couple of decades, I had a dedicated practice, I would meditate, I would read inspirational uh, books, uh, read inspirational quotes. And I didn't realize it then, but when I was diagnosed with breast cancer five years ago, right now, actually, I was just starting to recover from a double mastectomy, that that dedicated practice was what was going to get me through one of the hardest journeys of my life so far. And that was getting through breast cancer. And when I was first diagnosed, I pictured beating breast cancer, like climbing the hardest mountain I had ever hiked. I, I knew that with literally with one step at a time, I could get to the top of that mountain. And when I got to the top of the mountain, I would celebrate. And what happened was uh, getting to treatment. What I learned is you get to the top, but that's not where the journey ends. That's when you rediscover or you discover that there's a whole new mountain range and that's dealing with the side effects of the the surgeries the chemo radiation and hormone therapy and that first year when I went back to work I felt I wasn't the same nothing about what I was doing was the same it felt like someone reached inside me and turned me inside out and I kept feeling this burning desire and hearing a whisper telling me that there's a story in you, how you got through your breast cancer, how you're showing up in life is worth telling. It's worth getting the message out. And over the course of the following year, so two years after I finished treatment, I, my body literally, uh, crashed and burned. I needed to leave my full-time job and start recovering. And as I was recovering, that's when it was like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to share the methodology 
that I was just naturally doing because of my dedicated spiritual practice, bring it to, to a tangible form that other women can read and perhaps help them get through some of their harder moments. And then I used personal examples and the journaling that I did throughout my treatment and um, all the side effects to kind of give hope and inspiration that with a positive mindset, you can move past those obstacles. And certainly women who have been going through the experiences like the ones you did are desperate for that hope and inspiration. They're in such a state of turmoil and shock and disbelief, at least in the beginning. And as they go through their journeys, I am a nurse. I've taken care of people in those immediate stages as they've woken up from having surgery and they have to deal with the changes in their body. Um, it is a long journey. And I think there are people who don't have the support or don't have the strength to get it, to get through it in so that they come out whole at the other end. And it sounds like you were drawing on some sources of strength as you were undergoing your treatment and your recovery. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you tapped in order to come out on the other side or get to yeah. the top of the mountain? What, there's one thing that I truly believe in life is that our experience on earth or what we call the relative world is we don't know who we are until we experience who we are not. And I believe that in this relative world, we need opposites of everything so that we can have an experience. And so uh, what I mean by that is like, we don't know hot without cold. We don't know the concept of nighttime without daytime. We don't know the concept of a healthy lifestyle until we've experienced uh, a not healthy lifestyle, a lack of health. And what I believe in is when we are showing up in a fear-based, that the opposite of fear is love. And when I focus on love, that's when I feel uh, a direct connection to my spirit. And that's when I, with my spiritual practice and my meditation, what I really get and understand is that our soul is being guided either by spirit through love or through ego and fear. And we need both sides to understand who we are as a person. So when I understand or really picture that in my mind, whenever I am faced with an obstacle, I start to shift my perspective and think, okay, what's the opposite of this? What, how does this look in my life? And I ask myself some key questions that really help take me out of that fear perspective from that state of suffering into a state of empowerment. And am I 
perfect at it? No, because sometimes you just need to stay in that state of suffering for as long as you need to stay in that state of suffering. But until that moment you catch that staying in suffering isn't working for you is your cue to start maybe looking at what the opposite is and start shifting perspective and choosing to show up from a state of empowerment or what I like to call a warrior mindset. Tell us about the word warrior mindset. That's an interesting phrase. Uh, for me, uh, uh, working backwards, a warrior mindset is someone coming from an empowered place. Someone that is coming from a place of love, who is tapped into their spirit and undeniably are coming from, and we talked about it earlier at the start here, that place of hope. Uh, I know uh, some people, when they hear where your mindset might go to, uh, like thinking uh, a brute force and fighting, like in the movies, but I, to me, a warrior is just someone who can really tap into their inner spirit, regardless of the circumstances they find themselves in. Mm -hmm. When you were writing your book in, in that period where it sounds like you were recuperating, did you have in mind a specific profile of a person you were writing your book for? A particular audience? I did. Uh, I called my avatar uh, Ready Rhonda. <laughs> and Ready Rhonda, uh, how I envisioned her was uh, about my age, so mid to late 40s, uh, healthy, fit, uh, loves life, very busy person, and how out of the blue, uh, her life goes from content to normal to unpredictable and filled with chaos. And she knows that there is another way to get through chaos than sitting in the dark. So Ready Rhonda was kind of who I was writing this book for. Hmm. Interesting. And we had a conversation before we recorded this podcast and we didn't discuss that question. So I'm, I'm delighted to hear about Ready Rhonda. <laughs> there are people who give the advice of writing for an avatar and putting a picture on the mm -hmm. monitor or next to the monitor of the person you're writing for. And I think you're the first person I've asked that question to and we heard about Ready Rhonda. Yeah, no, Ready Rhonda. Um... Yeah, for two years. And like you mentioned, had the picture up and I was like, okay, what can I tell Ready Rhonda? Um, how can I inspire her and help her get through those obstacles? So, And have you gotten feedback from any readers who read your book and you found out that they were indeed Ready Rhonda? Uh, actually, that's another great question, Pat. Um, it's funny because I've had uh, people reach out to me personally. 
a couple of them are my ready Rondas and they were just like point blank saying, thank you. This is fantastic. You're giving me some guidance. Then I've had friends who reached out because friends want to buy my book and support me. And their comment was, well, it's just buying the book to support you. But really what you laid out here is, I know it's about breast cancer, but really you can apply all of that to any obstacle in life. And I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. And then I have actually even had uh, on Amazon, um, some reviews for men, which completely surprised me saying that it was the same thing for them, an inspirational read, and that you can apply it to any obstacle. So I guess I could say is all of those readers surprised me. So even though Reddy Rhonda was who I was writing to, um, the audience went beyond her. Mm. Reddy's, Reddy Rhonda's husband, brother, father, yeah. mother, sister, cousin, they're all out there. They are. So that was that, that took me, that was a pleasant surprise. And I know that you were not content to finish the book, get it published and move on. Tell our listener what happened next in terms of your business activities and how you carried those concepts further? Well, it's, that's fantastic because as a, when I first wanted to write the book, it was just, okay, if I change one person's life, then this book has done its job. And I recognized quite quickly that it, that's what it did. And then it was, well, this book in my heart and soul needs to reach a lot of women. So what can I do next? So then it was like, well, I need a website. I need to have a place where people can find me. And then it was talking with entrepreneurs, recognizing that, well, you're probably not going to get rich on your book. You need to have a place where they can find you. I'm like, great, getting the website done, check. And it was this, if you can create something to go alongside your book and have people find you. So then I embarked on a year long journey of creating a website that takes Ready Rhonda on a journey. Uh, for example, uh, she comes to my website. Uh, there's an area where she can download a free, what I call sanity guide. And which is when, um, trying to answer all the insane questions that you get uh, when you're newly diagnosed from a, a, a place of empowerment, because we get questions thrown at us that we're not sure how to answer. <laughs> so Ready Rhonda can start with a guide, then she can start with the book, or she can book uh, an empowerment session. And then from there, from those elements, it takes them on a journey to get to know me. So there's free content that I've all have linked together. So ideally, by the time they get their free content, read my book, want to have a conversation with me, then that takes them to the place where I've created uh, the Breast Cancer Warrior Empowerment Support System, which is my coaching programs. And that's where 
I hope <laughs> that I'm going to start making the money, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And of course, then everything is linked together. There's when people, readers read the book, for example, I talk about doing affirmations from the book, they can go to an affirmation, free affirmation writing guide. So then they get to know me a little bit more. And then there's a link where they can go and download a PDF workbook that goes with the book. So they get all these hits of me. So it has been, an, uh, like you, you said, a journey from writing a book to recognizing, hey, there's a lot to do to combine everything to be found so that my book can get out there and help people. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about the importance of having a support system. There are certainly limitations now we're recording this in a pandemic where people can't mm-hmm. get together in person. The traditional model might be that a woman with breast cancer becomes part of a local breast cancer support group meeting in person. That's not mm-hmm. possible now. It sounds like you are offering an alternative to that model and maybe an additional benefit of the fact that it is, it's a more anonymous process. In other words, mm. I think there are some women who wouldn't necessarily want people to know that they were struggling with breast cancer or that they had had surgery or radiation. They didn't want their people in their town, for example, to know, but they could be mm-hmm. part of your group with people from different parts of the country, different parts of the world, all undergoing an experience that is similar and being able to do it online. That's what I see as a big marketing advantage for your program. And, and you're right about that. Um, all those points that you just hit on are uh, valid and real. And just recently I have just launched a, the Pink Mountain Breast Cancer Warriors private support group for that reason. So that's a safe place, a private place where people can come and express themselves and just hang out and get to know other survivors because you're right, they might not have people to talk to or a way to get out of their house. And so any anything that people, that will help women just feel a little bit more at peace is kind of my whole goal. And the online COVID thing has definitely changed how that's going to look for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about an experience my husband went through when he was being treated with radiation therapy for prostate cancer. He was going to Baltimore and we lived in New Jersey full time at the time for his treatment and he needed a place to stay. They offered him a spot in a place called Hope Lodge in Baltimore. There were 30 rooms and there were all people from out of town who were being treated for cancer at Johns Hopkins. And the feeling of being vulnerable was huge. He saw some people who were uh, further ahead in their treatment and doing Mm. fine and there were and it was all different types of cancer. 
And there was one woman and her husband who he became comfortable with. They, they had dinner together. And one day, suddenly she died. And it made him feel um, so sensitive to what it's like to lose the battle with cancer, especially unexpectedly. It brought him to a point of vulnerability and humility that made this whole treatment process real to him in a way that I could never express to him as a nurse working in the hospital, taking care of people in various points in their cancer treatment or the people who were dying. He didn't really understand when I would come home from the hospital and and occasionally would make comments. Oh, you've got a cold. Oh, I'm so sorry you can't breathe. I just took care of a man dying from lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, you should give me sympathy. Well, no, I. it's hard for me to do that because you can recover from a cold. And I think the, the same support and the same feeling of strength and courage can develop in a community like the one that you're forming. And there's also that piece of there may be some women who've got a very bad prognosis. And that mm-hmm. may be disturbing to the women who are in the group who have an excellent prognosis. It changes their reality, I think. I, I and I thought about that. I think you're right about that as well, uh, because I think it's like a, a sliding scale almost. Because, mm-hmm. like you were saying, you do see the women further down. You see the people just entering in, and I believe that women who are further down the journey, their wisdom and experience is gold that they can pass along to women who are just starting their journey. And when you talk about the piece of watching other people that you've met pass away, uh, I've had that happen twice now. And that's where I believe that when our soul is done, it's done. And because both of these women on paper had the exact same diagnosis as me. And the one we were a week apart. And in 2016, um, she started getting a headache that August, uh, October, she was diagnosed that had gone to her brain and she was gone by December. Mm. And same diagnosis as on paper. Mm-hmm. And another friend just passed away two weeks ago. Uh, same thing. Hers went to her liver this past summer and she passed away. So I don't know, uh, even being, what's the word I'm looking for? Even being self-aware, even if you're in a support group, I don't think it matters either of those because when you hear someone that you're close to lose their life to it it does impact you I remember feeling a heaviness in my heart for just these last couple weeks thinking about my friend quite often and like I said earlier you need to to understand and sit in that darkness so you understand what the light is and then 
that piece of humility is recognizing that life really is a gift. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. every day is a gift and we take Absolutely. every day for granted. Yeah, because you don't know when your time is up. Mm-hmm. Whether you have cancer or not, <laughs> you don't know. I mean, right. with cancer, you're, you, you, we all have an expiration date. And I think when you get life-altering disease uh, like breast cancer, um, you just, that expiration date becomes a little bit more real. And then you get all these reminders when you are in a support group that it is really uh, a real thing and to make the best of what we have. Mm-hmm. My mother was diagnosed with colon cancer when she was 72 and she died when she was 83, almost 84. In the last 10 years of that, she was under chemotherapy. She planned her chemotherapy so that she could go on trips because she mm-hmm. and her husband loved to travel. She traveled all over the world and she adjusted her chemotherapy because she knew when she would have side effects. Mm-hmm. And then when she could get on a plane and be feeling well, because her philosophy was that she was living with cancer. She was not dying with cancer. And she traveled and enjoyed life until about the last six months of her life when the cancer had gone to her liver and the chemo drugs were not working anymore and she was losing too much weight. But even up to about two weeks before she died, she was fully functional, living alone, um, enjoying life. A lot of it is, is that warrior mindset that you've been talking about of how do you tackle adversity? Are you a survivor or are you a victim? And it's no doubt in my mind which category you're in. Oh, thank you, Pat. And as you were just sharing your mom's story, I was going to say back there, that is a true definition of a warrior right there. Your mom, uh, with her attitude of, you know, I'm not dying of cancer, I'm learning how to live with it. And that's what it comes down to is learning how to do life as a new 2.0 version of yourself. You're the same yet different. And uh my experience is the women who have that thriving attitude uh, like your mom do well and uh, almost well enough to the point that people um, which is good, forget that they are going through that. But at the same time, going through something, even when you're learning to live with it, you're still living with, um, um, you have some new boundaries because you can't overdo anything on your system. Like your mom learned, Hey, I can't, um, travel when I'm not feeling quite well. Cause that might, um, exhaust me. And when you're going through something like that, you have to become very almost selfish of your energy because you have to keep it. <laughs> and use it in empowering ways like your mom did. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it would be nice if you could summarize for us how people can find out more about you, about your program, uh, the title of your book. We want to make sure that that's something that people know about. Can you share that information with us now? 
Sure, absolutely. My book is called The Pink Mountain. It is available on Amazon, both uh, .ca and .com. I am also can be reached at my website, which is www.thrivetheclimb.com. And anyone can, that's actually the best place to get hold of me uh, because you can book uh, a 30-minute empowerment session. We can chat. Uh, that's where there's also links that if you want to purchase a book direct through me, you can as well. And yeah, that would be the best way, I guess, would be through my website. And would you give the name of the website again? It is www.thrivetheclimb.com. Okay, so that spelled out is T H R I V E T H E C L I N B dot com. Do I correct. have that right? You've got that correct. All right, perfect. Thank you for clarifying. I appreciate that. You're welcome, Cindy. And this has been Cindy Needham and Pat I are talking about the Pink Mountain, about the journey that Cindy went through to deal with her diagnosis, recover from her diagnosis, share her hard-earned and hard-won knowledge with Reddy Rhonda, her avatar, and she has heard from Reddy and her brothers, sisters, fathers, uncles, cousins, aunts, and friends as her story has touched the readers of her book. Cindy has also shared with us how she took the concept of the book and has built entrepreneurial business activities around it that are benefiting people going through journeys such as Cindy went through, as well as she shared with us the universality of her message that it's not just about getting through and recovering from breast cancer it's how you tackle the challenges in your life, whether they are cancer related or other types of challenges. Her book has touched people facing those challenges and they've gotten strength and courage as a result of learning about Cindy's journey as well as the tips that she shares in her book. So be sure that you get The Pink Mountain and Enjoy and learn from the wisdom that Cindy has put in that book. Thanks so much. Thank you, Pat. Hi, this is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business. Katie North and I just finished talking about her book, The Resiliency Effect. Katie, let's give our listener or our viewer on our podcast a taste of what we covered in the last 30 minutes. Yeah, so the Oxford English Dictionary defines resilience as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. And I would say that's basically what we talked about, you know, is this the idea that as humans, we experience adversity, we experience tough times. And, you know, what are some of the ways and the best practices that people have developed coping mechanisms and the pros and cons of those coping mechanisms and how it relates to business and the things we want to do in life and our dreams. That's a great summary. We had so much fun in this podcast. We were reminiscing. I was talking about how I got in trouble for having my boyfriend come to the house when my mother wasn't there. We did a fair amount of soul bearing, and I'm sure you'll enjoy 
listening or watching Katie North's podcast on her new book, The Resiliency Effect. Be sure to catch that on Writing to Get Business. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingtogetbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S dot com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.